Welcome, listeners, to Two Hearts in a Pod, where we make HR and accounting fun. So today's topic, Josie, is costs of employee turnover. Expensive, expensive, expensive. We are in the great resignation. People are not putting up with bullshit anymore. Okay. They are like, you don't value me? Peace out. Right? So how much do you think it costs to replace an employee? Average? Average. 5000 to 15000 Five to fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the type of employee, <laughs> on where they are in the scale. But generally, it is one and a half to two times the employee's salary. Ooh. Wow! Wow! Right. One and a half to two times the salary, depending on where their compensation level is and how long they've been there and how quick is the turnaround. It is crazy. That is fact, listeners. Fact. Okay? Revenue loss should not be a company's only concern. Okay? Because tackling that turnover starts with recruitment. You hire poor, you're going to be turn and burn, turn and burn. And that costs nothing but money, everything but money and time for sure. And I see a day in and day out when companies are growing, they just hire and hire to fill a spot. And then it creates bigger issues down the road. Right. Right. So the goal is to hire only top performers in your industry, you all. But not only hire, hire and keep. Yes. Hire and keep. Okay. So how how do you retain those employees? So it's important. You know, this is really interesting. I um, met gentleman and owner his name is Don Don Longman Langerman I may have the last I don't do well with last names obviously but he owns called work remote and he does an assessment and I've been using the work ethic assessment a lot and it tells you a lot about a candidate It is fantastic. And so if you're not doing, you know, dotting your I's and crossing the T's when you're hiring someone, you know, um, let me ask you, because I have a lot of uh, clients who want me to uh, do job references. Do Do you take a lot of value on job references? No. I don't either. And, and they, it's like, I mean, I, I, they go, well, have you called their references? To I'm tell like, you the no. truth, I don't take a lot of value in resumes either. Right. You know, yes, every, you know, all the information that 
an employee or, or a future employee employee can give you is valuable. Right. Right. But they're going to prove their worth after they're in the door, sitting on the chair and doing the job. Right. Right. So hire fast and fire faster, people. <laughs> okay. Because you don't want to waste time and money. All right. You want the employees who are driven, motivated, and have a great work ethic. Yes. It costs you more money to keep that bad apple hired and employed for a long time just because you think you cannot, you can't find someone better or it's going to cost you to find someone else. But that bad apple may destroy the company. Absolutely. It's like, I hate to use the word cancer, but it's almost like a cancer. It goes right through the entire company and creates a negative culture. And you just can't have that. And if you don't engage your top talent, they're going to be peace out too, no matter how good they are. I recently had a client share with me that... uh, Someone gave their notice that was not a good seed. And I'm like, fantastic. It's all good. And the same day she gave her notice, another employee approached my client and said, FYI, if she wasn't going, I was, and showed her the resignation letter. Okay? Because that is critical. That is critical because if you don't have the uh, the notion to fire the bad seeds just because to fill a seat, you're good. You're going to lose your top talent because they don't want to put up with that crap. Yep. Yep. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. So what do you feel are some costs that can be uh, you know, that come up to this one and a half to two salary of turnover. Retention, it's, it's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Retention is, is one. Uh, recruitment, that's a huge one. And a lot of employers don't use recruiters exactly for that reason because they don't want to pay those recruiters fees. Right. right, like mine. But, I mean, costs can be like loss, production, I mean, a new, until you, a new employee gets up to speed and fully onboarded. Yeah. Okay. I have clients of mine, and I've, I've, I've dealt with this in the past, where companies hire recruiters, and then they see that the employee, when they come to interview, they have been trained on what to say. So you're paying someone thousands of dollars to see someone or interview someone who's telling you everything you want to hear and make you think they're a great fit when they actually aren't. Well, have you seen this? Well, we all don't do that as recruiters. I mean, as, as a recruiter myself, totally. I know. I'm just saying that, that that's the feedback I'm here from some people. Okay. So I do coach people in general. I mean, even our future workforce on questions to ask and remind them that 
they are not only being interviewed, interviewed, but the employer is being interviewed. And the importance of getting, uh, so the questions that I ask a candidate are what's important to you? What values do you have? Because do, are you a good fit for this culture? I mean, that's what I feel sets me apart from another organization or another recruiter, right? Because number one, I'm only going to partner with good companies. Good. That have a good reputation or, and good ethics. It's really, really important. So it's not about the bottom line for me as much as it is connecting to people that really deserve. Now, does it, does it happen all the time? But th- that's what I'm saying. So a few bad apples in right. the recruiting world, right? Right, is messing it up for everyone else. Yes. Now these companies that are already struggling mm-hmm. to make ends meet don't want to hire a recruiter and may lose out on good candidates because of this bad reputation. Right. Right. No. Re- no. Not all recruiters are bad. Um, I agree. I totally agree yeah. with you. You know. But you know, the financial costs is, you know, when an employee leaves, right, extra work gets put on everyone else. And it's burnout. They get burnout. So if you're not paying attention to that as leaders and managers, there, you know, there are other things that could happen, like their brand can get damaged knowing, oh, don't go there. They're, they have a lot of turnover, Right. And turnover will impact a company's culture. There, there's, I, honestly, there is no one who's going to put up with a toxic company culture anymore. No one. I mean, I, I had someone just call me yesterday and say there's been so much turnover. They added hours to my part-time. Can they do that? And I said, yes, they can do that, but you don't have to accept that. And if you don't accept it, it's going to be a voluntary resignation. She, you know, was sad because she loves her job, but her bosses are terrible. That's so sad. It is. You know, people do not leave companies. They leave bosses. So you need to train your managers. It's so important to train the managers on how to lead so that you don't have the employee turnover anymore. That's correct. So did you know that the average employee stays in their current position? Yeah, it's like 3.4. 3.4 years. But if you're doing it right, okay, if a manager is doing it right, we want to train our employees to learn and grow and move on, right? I mean, that um, unless you're creating new, uh, new titles and new opportunities in your own business, sometimes you, they do leave because there's no place to grow. I see small business owners who start growing. Their company is very, very, um, I should say, new, mm-hmm. right? And they start hiring. And as they start hiring, they're delegating. And they're moving on to new things. Or they're trying to delegate. Right? And then they forget 
that they are the responsible agent in that equation. Right. It's your company, not your employees' companies. Right. Okay. So being your company, you have to make sure and know that responsibility, it's in your shoulders. So what are you going to do with this new employees to retain and to keep them happy for the duration of their position? Okay. But I think that a lot of employers don't take into account the life expectancy of that employee. And what should they do to prevent so much turnover and help that employee throughout that transition? Right. Okay. So let's say employee A starts working in your company. They're a high achiever. love what they do. But they come at you straight up and tell you, in two years, I'm gone. What do employers do then? Most of the employers that I've seen cut that employee within the next six months because they think that they're not going to bring enough value if their end goal is to leave the company. Instead of doing that, work with them. Help transition them to their next position moving forward. Right. What they're not doing is they're not creating an employee experience. And that's and that's a huge issue. It is that's a huge, a huge issue. issue. You yeah. know, people talk about exit interviews all the time, but what about stay interviews? Yes. Why are you here? Amen, Why do you like sister. working for my company? Right. What do you like about your position? What are the hurdles that you're going through? Right now, what can I help you with? Right. You know, why aren't employers asking all of these questions? You are speaking my language, girl. Speaking it. Oh, my God. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. It really does. I mean, it is so, it's so important to find out what motivates your employees. Yes. What motivates them? Because it's not all about the money. Okay? And unless you ask the question, you're not going to know. So to get the best out of them, ask. Show Talk that you care. That's right. Show that you care. Show that they are valued. All right? Yeah. And how you do that is by communicating. Don't just have an open door policy. No one's just going to come in if your door's open. Invite them. Invite them in. Okay. Just just try to understand your employees. What motivates your employees to stick around? What could be better about their work um, experience? Talk to them about what can I do to help you manage and better your day-to-day. Right. How they envision the next stage in their career. Talk to them about that. Understand if they want to grow within your company or they are there for four years and then they want to move on. And that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay to just work with them through that transition. And unlike exit interviews, which are reactive, stay interviews are proactive. So just think about that. Yeah. And understand that roles do Mm -hmm. change throughout the year, right? Roles change. 
you may have come in as an assistant manager for this huge company. Six months or a year from now, you're managing three groups rather than 10 people. And adjust the job description to that new role and talk to the employee to see if they actually like doing what they're doing. Right. You know, because most of them don't. Right. You know, I see people that want to excel all the time and become CEOs of companies. And I see others that want to be in front of a computer and do the same thing every single day. Right. Right. And, you know, the other important thing, Josie, is you got to be transparent with your employees. You really have to be transparent because if your employees aren't on board with whatever you're thinking about doing, they are going to be gone. You know, recently I have, I know someone that uh, was planning on merging their company, was not transparent with the employees, assumed they'd be on board. They all left. Wow, that's a hard hit. Hard hit. Hard hit. So you just never know. You've got to be upfront and honest with your employees. You really do. It's the only way. You know, a lot of times with employees now, they want flexibility. You know, where does that fall? I mean, some people don't have that flexibility in their offices, right? I mean, they're hours of operation. They have to be there. It's not like they're working remote. They're nine to five. A law firm is a perfect example right? There's not a lot of flexibility there. There should be. They can work from anywhere. There should be, but a lot of law firms are still old school, right? And also they have to meet with clients. I know you like the Zoom thing, you know, but sometimes there is something about to optimize the human potential. You just have to be face-to-face. Look at us in this podcast. <laughs> Okay, come on. We just had this conversation and can we do this remote? Yeah, yeah, we can. But would it be as much fun? (laughs) The truth is people need people. Yes, that's true. They need the interaction for complete human optimization. I mean, they really do. The interaction is just so critical. And, you know... Do you have the mindset of, are you building those relationships at work that you wake up every morning? Oh, yes, I get to go to work with Jousty today. I mean, that is fun. Or are you secluded at work and you just want to go to work and get your job done? You know what? That employee who just wants to go in and get the job done may not be a good culture fit even though they may be a great employee, is are they? So take the time in hiring. Do not hire just to fill a seat. It's so important to get the right culture fit. It costs you more money at the end. It really does. Okay? So be flexible where you can, if you can. You know, maybe... They don't show up at 9 o'clock. Maybe they show up at 9.30 because they have to take their kid to school or something, right? I mean, there are places that you can 
be a little flexible. Maybe do a community project. I know next week we're going to be talking about wellness in the workplace and, you know, have a community project, a company that everyone's all hands in and excited about. It's all about the little things. It's all about the little things. So it's it's not about just checking in with your top talent um, once a year at the annual review. It's ongoing, ongoing. Continue to, you know, think about that employee experience, building those meaningful relationships. And, you know, if the employees are engaged, they're going to be satisfied, successful, and want to stay. So create that. Create that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we wish everyone a very happy Memorial Day and yes. a safe holiday weekend for whatever you do do. And start up those grills because tomorrow is National Burger Day. What do you like on your burger, Jessie? Yummy. I like mine actually plain with just cheese. Very simple. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Really simple. The only thing I don't like on it are pickles. I don't know why, but I like everything else. Bring it. Bring it, and it's awesome. got to be raw. Really? Yeah, yeah. Rare, uh, rare. Really I want it. I want it to moo. Okay. Moo. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, uh, so I I hope that our listeners have gotten some really great tips, and you know, really find out what is important to your employees. It's so important. Have that two way communication, be transparent, be flexible. So we're excited about next week's topic. It's going to be on wellness in the workplace. And we have a special guest, Debbie Denderger. And I don't know why I can never say her last name, but that's as close as it's going to get right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining Two Hearts in a Pod, where we make HR and accounting fun. Fun. Crush your week, everyone. Bye.